podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I'm doing, I'm doing this at a stretch at the moment, so it might fade out funnily. Uh, anyway, right, tonight we're in with the podcast. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting one um, where we discuss the Egyptian James McLean. Um, right, so up ahead of us, we're going to talk about the matches that we're on. We're going to have a look at the impact of Klopp and the discussion around whether he's a fraud or not. Um, we're also looking at Carrius and we are discussing uh, rail standing, rail safe, safe seating, safe standing. What, what are we talking about? Uh, and uh, also the Klopp out fan and the works so I think <laughs> the manic hour or so um, and there'll be a bit of video and stuff because uh, we, it broke um, and <laughs> that's about it so without further ado here comes the podcast and I can't even put this intro bit in because I didn't record on video so I don't know how it's going to work anyway uh, so on we go and here's the cut that you never know anyway first things up lads let's start at the matches there's football matches to talk about and I know it's pre-season friendlies and we shouldn't really write anything into the matches themselves but um, from the notes I've kept here um, on the phone around the matches themselves <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've got a, a few pointers to point out first things first lads Mohamed Salah arguably the greatest footballer in the world at this moment in time Dave Hartree yeah no, I've taught that for a number of years now yeah. I think yes, Mo Salah probably Probably going to be the greatest Liverpool player. The fact he called him Mo as well it's just uh, smells of familiarity. It is. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have followed studiously from <laughs> wherever he was for the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure either. And when you followed him, was he was it hard because he is quite He's quick quite around? Keep <laughs> <laughs> slowing down the tapes <laughs> to see what he did. The dubstep on uh, YouTube. Found <laughs> <laughs> So, come here, uh, I'll say this inside, he is one of these players who looks fairly exciting, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's good, yeah. Like, and the thing as well is about him is I think that we look at him playing for the club teams, but he has been the backbone of an Egypt team that have been quite handy in Africa. So Egypt have a team? They do, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Won, the, they won the Afghan not too long ago. They won the, the Tour de African Nations Cup in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been pretty decent for them, like, and... I, I, in kind of the same way as James McLean is a bit like mad for Ireland and always puts in a shift or whatever, but like there's a lot of pressure on him to kind of dig things out. I think Mo Salah is similar enough in that way that he can kind of like he's not going to get daunted. I don't think. I think he's grown a lot since when he left Chelsea. I think he's grown into the pressure and expectation of that. I think he will this time in the Premier League. He should definitely flourish. It's like water off a duck's back. Isn't so it? Yeah. you have just said that Mo Salah is essentially the Egyptian James McLean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the name of the podcast right there right, so uh, that's, that's it for the night folks uh, take that thought into the season like just the exact same but the impressive thing was we believed you when you were saying it so fair play yeah. no, but I, I understand what you're saying no, that when he's been the go-to man for that team for a long time for the Egypt team and like he's come in and he, he pretended he knows no I was straight no but he has been like he's obviously the main man he's the number 10 he's the man do you know that way mm. but 
it, he just looks like a pain in the bollocks, doesn't he? He's another man, eh? Like, teams yeah, for, for other teams now. Obviously, for his yeah, own team, the smiley, happy face. Saying, like, he it, looks like a great lad to have the, around. You've seen the Palace game, like, Dan kicked him up in the air, and then your man Ward was like, Jesus Christ. And you could see the ref going, like, lads, it's only pre season, relax, but yeah. he's going to be a menace. I was, I was looking at it a couple of times when he first got the ball. The, the first thing I noticed was Henderson. As soon as he gets the ball in the middle, his head is up and he's looking for the ping. You can see that that's the outlet ball. And that's obviously because we've only got one of the pacey wingers playing. If we have Mane one side, Salah the other, Henderson, Henderson's ability to find them, both of them are comfortable go, going down either flank. You could see with Salah, he can square you up and make you think that he's going to go to the touchline and get past you. Or he kept drifting inside and running across across the box, yeah. which was so dangerous. I, I think he's well, been he's really playing impressive. with a massive amount of confidence at the minute, I think, yeah. as well. Because yeah. the big chase from Liverpool, and listen, Liverpool are a big club, there's no point in that. So he's playing with a lot of confidence. And like you were saying, he can go outside, he can go touchline, he can come back. And he's trusting himself to do these things mm. at the minute. And I think he's going to hit the... He's, on the crest of a wave there at the minute, so I think he's going to have a real big impact at the start of the season. But the intri- I suppose the intriguing part is, when Mane is fit, and he's fit, and everybody's fit, what happens? I, I can see one of, one of them playing central in some games. I don't think it's going to be a case of it's always going to be Firmino and them two either side. I think Klopp is obsessed with this you know, this front line that doesn't have a static position because it's so difficult yeah, well, to mark. Yeah, well, so then all yeah, three yeah. of them are just going to be interchanging. Then you've got Phil uh, looking to break through and appear in little pockets. Lallana doing the same. You've just got six players buzzing around, no fixed position. And it would be a nightmare to mark. I'll tell you what it would be a nightmare for if you're a fucking centre-half because the rest of everyone else is a forward. Yeah, exactly. literally everyone. Who'd you go, well, who'd you go with? Just that, if, you, if you follow him, he's going to turn you in his way. And then yeah. you're out of position. You've got but like three against or four the, In the final of the Premier League... Trophy, trophy. on Gonacala. Yeah. Asia trophy, wasn't it? We effectively went with a front six. They were, when I say that, they were all predominantly attacking minded, attack minded players. They may not have been playing in those positions, but their first decision they make was to go forward and not look behind them to see if from coverage, yeah? We're mad. It's great. So we went all out and it was really balls out stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. But I just think. But is that not an interesting... No matter who we buy at centre-half, they're going to be exposed. <coughs> but, but let me... Yeah, that's the, the curse of the Liverpool centre-back. But is, is, that, is that not an interesting tactical variation in what we did last year? Because Klopp has played Leicester now a couple of times. Every time we've played Leicester, they've looked to play us on the counter-attack, right? Mm. So he's thought to himself, well, these aren't going to come out against us. Even in pre-season, they're trying to set up their system and play their way of football. They've got Vardy, they're going to try to hit it over the top. So I, I, I don't need to worry about trying to exactly. control the midfield. I'm going to have the ball. Yeah. So why don't I put all my most dangerous players on the pitch to try yeah. break down a strong defensive unit who want to play yeah. in the break? And then similarly, he has Moreno on the pitch. He has, uh, he has, his, he has Trent Alexander who are quick. Are qu- and I know everyone in Moreno brain dead, blah, blah, blah. But the idea is that he's, he's got the pace, pace. Yeah. to do those covering runs when they try to hit over the top. It's, it's interesting you say that because I've seen a video, I don't know if you saw it, uh, that Melissa Reddy uh, tweeted out of the training session that they were doing and they were literally just working working on like corners coming into the box and then the lads just breaking at ridiculous speed, yeah. winning the ball back and breaking and they were just oh, drilling, it, from corners. Yeah, drilling it over and over and over again, these quick breaks. And you can see what he's planning next year. As soon as we get that ball, those lads have gone. Go um, going back to what Nilo said though, like what do you do when everyone's fit? Isn't it about time you had that problem? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that, oh, it's I, 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 it's, you know it's I mean? unbelievable like that, that option we had because when Mane went out of the team last year, we died. We yeah, died we a dead. Yeah. Now, that being said, a few of our players are missing, but even Klopp has come out and said, when he went, we had no pace. Yeah. We yeah. have that now. Yeah. We have it in spades now with, with Mane and Salah. Mm-hmm. And the See irony of I suppose, what will work in favour of Daniel Sturridge in particular is the irony of it that we have so many options out. You can keep him fit. Yeah. For the whole, not forced to use him, bring him back before he's nearly fit. You can kind of yeah. bring him, play him when you really think you're going to need him, rather than the, the wait, rather than waiting or waiting on him. I think it's going to be beneficial to him. He's only going to probably have to play 15 games. It's, just, if, it's only been two games. It's only suiting perfect. I think it's only been two games. I mean, you've looked fairly sharp for the first yeah. two games. But the thing that is kind of irking me and scaring me a little bit is that the question is still. Jesus, if we keep Henderson fit, how good would we be? Like, and yeah. the fact that we're still kind of relying on that. Okay, that, I, I, that. I, want, I, want to, I want to go there because, Jamie, me and you have had many discussions around this. Like, you, you, like, for me anyway, and, and, I, and I said it to you, Shani, as well, in, in the group, and I, said, and I keep saying that everyone is now thinking, Hendo-chan, Hendo-chan, Hendo-chan. Because Twitter likes camps, though, and it I, doesn't I, have to be that way. Away from yeah. that, what I'm trying to say is, like, everyone is praising Jordan Henderson, but it's the same thing as I said to you last year. 
it's for me as a, as a, as a top quality manager, a top quality team has horses for courses. Yeah. When we have to f- pay, fa- when we have to face big, powerful midfield yeah. midfields who are going to press and stretch and push onto teams and try dom- like try not so much dominate possession but dominate you physically, right? Yeah. Jordan Henderson isn't the man you want to be running your midfield. He's great to be there when we have the time on the ball, exactly the Leicester game where he's going to be able to pick the ball up, have the time and space to use it, to be able to get it, use his passing range and move it around. But in those more physical games, which there are an awful lot in the Premier League, mm-hmm. Emery Chan is their steam train who just knocks other teams off the ball. And he did it. Like The, the, the best example of the two of them working in, in, in brilliant tandem last year was the Chelsea game in the first part say, of the yeah, season yeah. where we just we, we knocked Chelsea over no I think no I think you, you're actually dead right to a degree and it's, it's kind of frustrating that it, it was kind of similar with the Lovren and Sacco thing is it, it become you have to be either or and I don't think it's a case of that I, I think we're building a squad now where it's going to depend on the opposition that you're playing so if you're playing at home against a team that sits in like Burnley for me Emre Chan shouldn't be, be in the side because he moves the ball too slowly when he's got too much time on the ball, he moves the ball slowly. Teams can get in, get set, and it's, it's not doing us any favours. I'll, I'll come back to that one in a minute because I have a theory on this one as well. Go on. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Um, he's fat. With Henderson, he moves the ball very quickly. He can change the, the direction of the ball. His range of passing for me is a little bit better. So what he always tries to do is create overloads on the wing. And now we've got two pacey wingers. We can go either way and get teams stretched. Um, that said, like the example you gave for Chelsea... I think the two of them can work together. Emery Chan is the most physical player that we have. They're both specimens, but Emery likes to mix it. I d- I'm not convinced the, that Henderson the, the, likes the, the to The thing to that separates it. Chan and Henderson for me the most is um, how much better Henderson is at recycling the ball, yeah. how much quicker he is on the ball, how much more responsive he is to the ball dropping in the middle and him coming in and cleaning. Like you said, Chan, physical battles, big games at home in the league, in Europe this year, away and at home. He will be perfect for us and they, they're not the games we struggled with the games we struggle with is like you said when teams are sitting off Henderson just knocking balls down the channels mm-hmm. causing uncertainty that's what we're going to need yeah. and I think like like you said this whole fucking Chan Henderson which can't be in like we need to just get rid of that idea of coming into this season because I think we're going to see a lot of rotation and there's going to be yeah, people well, I think pissing that, see that camps thing you're talking about yeah. I, don't, like, like, I don't think Klopp is in a camp there no he doesn't give a no no the only camp Klopp was in is probably a Euro camp with the kids it's having a great holiday before the pre-season there, started, did you like his umbrella hat with the there. umbrella hat? No, I'm talking about camps. I'm not going <laughs> to. Anyway, come here. I think the car- <laughs> it's too easy, isn't it? To yeah. carry on from what you were saying, I think about picking player horses for courses. Yeah, I think rather than up to maybe this season and our last season and the season before that, we were picking players, we were picking teams maybe to be um, the exact opposite of the other team, or we were picking our team. To kind of nullify the opposition force and then play our game. I think we could be in the position this season where we can pick a team to dominate the opposition from the beginning rather than nullifying them and then mm-hmm. taking them. So I think I think it puts us in a better position completely mm-hmm. rather than where I think we're going to be on the front foot constantly rather than feeling not trusting ourselves as much well, as think, we should do. And and I think anyway. Yeah, I think that there'll be similar to last year. I think there'll be teams he picks like against the top teams like. I think this, like, this idea that Klopp has only no, no plan B is a ridiculous thing. I think he does have a plan B, but they're all just very attacking mm. plan Bs. But I think like last year against, against the big teams, it was always Firmino up top because he's the most like, defensive of our attacking players. And I think that's why he played Chan a little bit further up as well. So he plays him ahead of Henderson, and then that puts another kind of slightly defensive player in attacking position, but still in a, like So you're putting slightly more defense, defensive players further up the pitch. Yeah, man. Going from the front. Yeah, yeah. But just, it's still a very attacking formation, but he has slightly more defense, so it's tweaked a bit. Yeah. But I think the addition of Salah, the addition of Mane on either wing, gives us more options then for the, against teams who are lower down, which was our problem last year. We had no problems really mm-hmm. against the top teams. So I think what it means is that we don't have to necessarily run the lads ragged against the lower teams, which means that they yeah. are less good then later on. And also means that we have that toolkit there to get in both situations. The, the yeah. point, that's kind of the, the point I was trying to make. There, the play, the, hopefully, the person that we have going into the season is capable of dominating the lower teams from the f- yeah. from the f- from the, the whistle. You know what I mean? Rather than kind of feeling ourselves. Okay. It's like as well saying? if when Chan plays, we kind of avoid them on a little bit because he does seem to fucking daddle on the ball in the middle a little bit, and it gives teams time to get up. Whereas Henderson, like for want of a better term, he's like a quarterback. Like when he gets on the ball, teams are like he's gonna he can spray this his range of passing. He can hit either the left back or the, the right full, charging up the wing, sixty yard diags, and they're gonna get in behind. Where is it? Hell over sixty yard. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 here's the, here's Chan has a really 
here's another idea I have that may, may not come to fruition, right? So I've been a big one to say about we need two centre-backs. We don't need to sign just one centre-back, but we need two centre-backs, right? What if he's looking at the powerhouse that is Emre Chan and he's thinking to himself, actually, against muck teams in Anfield, centre-back, I put, a, I put him in. Effectively go through. Oh, I know it's just saying. Back. Yeah. yeah, that's madness. Yeah. And let him drive. No, from. I don't think, I think that's a good that, thing. Uh, then, then the only, the only the thing, what, like, and yeah, there is, there is definitely something in that. The only thing is if, nah. if he was third uh, or the, the wide of the three centre-backs, he did get exposed a little bit with his pace getting out to nah, a pacey he'd winger. He'd be the central. That's what I was going to yeah. say. So yeah. if, if they were to Steps do it, in. let him step in, get the ball, so drive you, out you, with the ball. So you're saying... Like Gerard kind of did for a bit where he dropped deep into, yeah. into the centre-back So in, instead of the idea of the, of the centre midfielder dropping in and the two centre-backs splitting, you effectively have a middle centre-back who steps into midfield. It's very Pep Guardiola, this, isn't it? Yeah, but listen, Craig, cr- no, cr- 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 hold on. We're not Brazil from 1972. Hang on, 1972 Neil nobody's saying that but we're saying when we're playing the likes of fucking next year Huddersfield at home or Brighton at home when we, we will be the technically superior team that'll be the ideal yeah, game know, to have him in it's not that long ago that Swansea beat us 3-2 at home I was at the match I'm still yeah, but what, what, what did but we do we that four, day we, we played the, the same that system day. that day I, I, I just fundamentally disagree Klopp, with us going three at the back at any time Club bang, bang that drum fucking until it burst last year he, he did try to play the same system but and I said it on the pod it was one of the first pods I was on you can't expect to have the 38 league games this season you're not going to get away with using the same system every week no, no, no matter who you're playing but, but, and that's why he did try but I will say lads when, when we had to turn things around when things were when our backs were against the wall and Champions League was fading away right he did he did change things we played three at the back we started changing up power. It wasn't a complete clusterfuck the first time it happened. No, but, but you, you can't. Horrible. But Neil, you can't say it was a complete clusterfuck when you still do something that you've never done before because when he played it the next time, it worked. But didn't we do it at half time? I can't remember the match. Yeah. We did it at half time and then we scrapped it immediately. It, we didn't scrap it immediately. We did at half time. We did. We, we, we used it subsequently. In this year, if if I exactly. look at the, the last season, not to harp on about it because we've covered it a lot, I think. In the first half, he was able to, to field what he felt was his system with his players, and we looked fucking brilliant. It's arguably the best I've seen Liverpool since the, the right was out of the bottle, though, wasn't it? After yeah. a couple of months. So then what happens, bollocks. we lost a couple of key players, and then we had to, because we haven't got enough squad depth, we had to become a team that wins ugly, because we didn't have pace, so we had to find another way of grinding out results. That... To, to be able to have that mentally now in the back pocket that we can go to these places with a distant, different setup, let's say a West Brom away, and grind out a result. The lads have that in the back pocket. I would would not be surprised to see us move to a three at the back. I've said it a couple of times on the pod. I think if we bring in a Van Dyke, I think we absolutely have the players to quite comfortably convert to a three at the back. If you have Van Dyke likes to step out with the ball. Um so you could do that same theory then Ray Cham, but with Lovren and Matip either side of Van Dyke and Van Dyke will quite happily step into midfield. To go again with that point is you could we we've full backs now who are capable of playing that role with Robertson and Trent. Would nearly prefer it. Again, I'll go back to your point. If you're doing that, wing-backs. then you may as well keep Moreno if you're going to start using wing backs because no, can have, we, but that's what we want. No, he, he can, he can. Well, not necessarily. You're looking at, uh, you're looking at then a, a different type of setup and a different type of player that you want to play in a wing back. I think, position. I think Robinson is 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 just a better Moreno in the. He's got a he's got good delivery. He's he's got a brain. I'm going to hold back on that, right? Because when we saw Moreno, he was a better Enrique, and it turned out that he was the same. I was when we yeah. signed, was buzzing, yeah. signed when we signed every left back ever for the last 20 years he's a better than something and actually remember that none of them it. have been better than either Rob Jones or even remember that after Marcus sports was probably the last after the sports yeah. 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 it was like a real left back Look, Moreno a real left back to see what like fucking marauding up bang goal yeah. and then just went to what show I, it what then. I want to see from a fullback or a modern fullback now is somebody that's comfortable on the ball can go on the outside can put a quality delivery into the box and is defensively aware Moreno doesn't tick a lot of those boxes for me, whereas Robinson, in what I've seen of him, is very comfortable going on the outside. He can come inside. He's got a good cross into the box. He does need to work a little bit on his defending, um, but that'll come. And especially if you've got somebody, let's say, of a Van Dijk profile alongside him, he'll walk him through the games and help him. I think being calm enough as well to to, to turn back around and just lay the ball off at the midfield is a massive part as well, because generally with fullbacks that are attacking fullbacks, they haven't got that. It doesn't always have to be a fucking... Yeah. You don't always you know have to split I mean? the yeah. team. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what, what, 
Um, just kind of feeding off what you were saying, Jake, the fact that you were saying that um, us grinding results out towards the end of last season gives us this kind of mental resilience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think what I really would have loved to see or hope does happen in this transfer window is we, I know it's a massive cliche, but we buy someone who's won some shit. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah, who knows yeah. how to win shit. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we have a modicum of it and we have a bit of it now that we have a... Res- the the, the Asia trophy in the, yeah. in the bank. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? If no, we could buy agree, two lads, even if they're in their 30s, it doesn't Winners. matter as shit. Phil, Phil know, made what? a point actually around... Because he said last week or a couple of weeks ago when I was last on that he wanted us to get two centre-backs. So yeah, okay, you go, you go balls to the wall for a Van Dijk. Uh, but then, for example, if you look at someone like a Pepe. Yeah. Pepe is a winner. A born point, winner. Exactly. Horrible, horrible twat who can teach those around him the dark arts of football that yeah. are going to see out those games yeah. where it's 1-0 away from home with 10 minutes to go. He, do, he doesn't give a bollock Remember, to like, We're going back 10 years maybe when United were perennial winners. Yeah, Now they got their nose in front in January and you said the league's over now because these boys are just going to grind out. They're, Cruise, not, they're, not, going to be, they're not going to be yeah. uh, professional or sorry, not professional. They're not going to be impressive at all, really, from now but they get the job done. Yeah. But they are going to win the league. But we did, though, didn't we? Dragged them across the line if he has to. It's a good point, though, Jay. We're like, missing that. I don't think there's, a, there's enough being made over how we ground, ground out games yeah. last year towards the end. Like, from the City game on, I think it was New Year's Eve on. The Aston Villa team there was, was a, a few one, too, wasn't it? There was a few one nils there. There was... Yeah. And it was the games where going West into it, away, we lose them. We st- lose them. Stoke Palace, away, we, we won 2-1 at Stoke yeah. away, but we were 1-0 down... Uh, Palace at home, we were, uh, we, were being, we, we smashed Palace away, didn't we? Yeah. But, no, but uh, who else was that? West Brom away? No, but the Palace thing you're saying, that's a banana skin. Yeah. And we smashed You're going to get you know, you're gonna the, have them. Away, Watford away was another one nil. So I think we did grind it out. And then the West Ham, I think everything clicked. That well, someone around the place now who's been through the Champions League, not even have to win it, but has been in it for the last 10 years, like Pepe is there. I know we're not going to get him because I think he's starting for somebody else, but he's but, the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah, he would have been a, nice. To a lesser extent, Gary McAllister nice. when he came back to yeah. Liverpool that time. But I think to Klopp, that type I, of impact I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Them players are easier to bring in when you have sort of a more complete squad. When you're yeah. not, when you're not oh, building yeah, a team, just an addition to yeah. a squad as opposed to someone who's when you're building. You know what yeah, I mean? but yeah, yeah, I think it's something we. I really, think I, Klopp wants to get the, the car in now that as well he could see, and I think that's why not to bang the fucking the drum. Kate is obviously a player he loved to base his team yeah. around. Salah and Mane and then obviously Van Dijk and that's a spoil. Just think we're missing beat this year if we don't get someone like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I no, hundred percent I agree. I agree. I, I think, think Klopp is a person who's done that though. Like like there was a point at which last season where if Chelsea hadn't set an unbelievable record breaking points total, we would have been in top of the league with a record breaking top points total. Yeah. And that was when we were hitting every single stride oh, and yeah. we, we, yeah, yeah, we would have that attack. Yeah. Yeah. We nice. were just absolutely just cutting through people. And I think like I don't think there's enough made of like the fact that when Klopp was in Germany, he beat that Bayern Munich team. They were in a they were in a downward lull for that small period, but that was he broke records, played made unbelievable football, unprecedented football, mm-hmm. really. changed the game in Germany in a way that's not even gone back. It's still it's still the way the Klopp left football in Germany is still the predominant mode of football over there, and like I think the intangibles the Klopp brings in terms of signings in terms of motivation in terms of the way the team's set up and just in terms of every week the team going out to kill people he, has, well, to yeah, get, yeah. he has to get his way though doesn't he this year like this summer yeah, like, yeah but he has a, to get his way he, yeah he has to get his way because he's an egomaniac everyone has to be an egomaniac if you're in charge though yeah, but he who's is. not is he not has he earned the right Liverpool absolutely not no listen he's Neil, won Neil, fucking nothing Neil, he's got his back in the top Neil, it doesn't matter you don't win anything Neil, it's Liverpool mate four years yeah, yeah, but, look, you this, know this that Liverpool, anyway, yeah, but this Liverpool conversation is an awkward one because yeah we exist to win trophies but we haven't fucking won any and we haven't been getting exactly. top four so you have to be realistic and say yeah. base is well, top four my point is you're saying he's an egomaniac yeah Yeah, well, maybe the top six teams last year Pep Wanker trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Mourinho, no words needed. Poch is alright. Klopp, Poch got an alright. He is sound. Poch is alright. You can't, you can't really say. You can't say much about Pochettino because he doesn't give away much. Yeah. Klopp is fucking. He's the char- the charisma. A lot. If you're looking from the outside in, you think, look at that fucking gobshite. But we've all warmed to him. Yeah. Right. Well, but the, the most of us in the camp, most of us. The, the thing is, he's like. They're all the same, and you need a bit of that about you. You you do need that yeah, a bit about you. Like you look at Pep Lloyd coming in. Why are you buying Danilo? My, like this is a prick. My example trying of what to reinvent I would say the wheel. Klopp was last season hit the bottom 
achieve what well, the bottom standard that I expected us to achieve last season was fourth, and we got it. We've done it, and listen, we got it. Yeah, but that's all. We've just you achieved can't the do, base yeah, standard. Yeah, but you have we to. Have yeah, but you have to. But you have to be realistic at the same time. Stupid football cliche. We haven't wants to cut down any trees. Yeah, yeah, he overachieved. Yeah, but Neil, he didn't. That was why he overachieved. If you look at the squads we were up against. On paper, we were probably the sixth best. Squad. It doesn't matter. But it, it, of course, it does. He said the Santa Cruz. He said he wants to finish in Champions League this year, and that's what he did. Yeah, and that was. But it. he's not going to come out and go. Well, realistically, lads, we're going to be up against. Well, it he here. said we're going to win the league in twenty nineteen. Look, <laughs> we, we could still. If we you, could, but if, it's not. Gonna if happen. you look at it right, as a foundation, as a minimum, and Steve O said it in the pod, that, uh, and he's right. We should be getting fourth. That's the minimum, yeah, and we achieved the, yeah. the minimum. But if we're probably being a little bit more realistic. We had the sixth best squad. So if you look at the tools that he had to work with, we probably overachieved a little bit. It's, no, we did. We definitely yeah, but he did. Is a, that's why we, we got that's why you pay him all that money because he yeah, is expected to yeah, overachieve. So that's what I'm saying. He's he's earned the right now to turn around to FSG and say, Get me him, him and him. I want this. I've got as much as I can out of this group. They all still want to play for me, but I need help. We've got more competitions. Give me the money and I'll take your on. I, mean, I hope level. he achieves. I really, really do. Cool. I just don't get the love in. He can do no wrong in anybody's eyes. I ah, just but Neil, can't understand Neil, that. you've been on bashing this bus for the whole thing. Sorry, it's, true. it's not. It's bullshit. It's not yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it is. It's I've absolute bullshit. Why it's not no, bullshit. it's it's not bullshit. I've been I've been listening over there, and it's just crap, right? No, Listen, any fella, any fella that's done what he's done deserves the adoration that he gets, right? Now the problem is that we have at this no, moment. How time, can you say he deserves to be adored? Because that's he does. A ridiculous thing to he's say. He's taken a shit team and achieved something. Right, no, I'm that's sorry. What, that's sorry. what he was expected to do. No, he's only done what no. he was expected to do. No, yeah, that's it. He that's hasn't. It. He was expected. He ha- to finish he's expected. Fourth last season, he's he expected to win a league in the course of five years. Yeah, this he is building he expect- to what he, he is building to towards achieving that goal. You don't go except in the complete once in twenty years occasions when it's Leicester or something like that, and that happens, and that happens once in a generation across every league in Europe. That's right. why they're making a movie about it. But this is. <laughs> This is a fella who's put a plan in place, who's almost who could have achieved it in his fourth season, which would have been ahead of plan. He's achieved it as he set out to do it in the in the second season, right? And now this season, he is going to he's looking at it and saying, right, I need to put to to replicate that top four finish. I need a good run in the Champions League, and I need a trophy. Yeah, right? I agree wholeheartedly with you. And then he's looking at saying, if I do that, and I can continually get, and I can put this team back in the Champions League to do back to back Champions League qualifications, which we haven't done in since 08, 09. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, yeah. Then again, he can go back into the transfer market. And there's more belief in the players that they approach that this fella has something and is going to achieve something. Yeah. There's more belief going in to say, okay, looking at sports and look at the whole thing, it doesn't happen. You don't become title challengers I overnight. Wasn't expecting us to. No, My whole but point to turn around and say that he's a myth is, and it's bullshit is crap. I never said that. All I'm saying, all what I said was he's just fulfilling the mandate he set out for himself. And that's all he's doing and nothing more than that. Yeah, and to say he can do no wrong he wins and he's the infallible league by 2019, would that be just him fulfilling the mandate he set out exactly. for himself? That'd be an absolutely amazing achievement. Yeah. But then you then you just say, Oh, well he was supposed to. Listen, if he, no, no, no. if he does win the league in twenty nineteen, it'll be absolutely. When you wake up in the morning, is your first word bah the followed by humbug? And that's no. coming from and then, Phil. And then, no, and, then and then you go and take one coal out of the fire well, to see Get the van out. Get the van out. You can't just sit around here and have a clap appreciation. It's not like everybody else. He's having a reach around. But that's not what you're you're saying the fans are all obsessed. The fans are warming to him. He's Jürgen Klopp. Even when he was at Dortmund, everyone loved him. Even he has I was charisma. a neutral fan looking yeah. at Dortmund. He, he's, I'm I, I, I just think football fans... I only fans, started watching the German league because I watched Dortmund. Fo- football fans are mad. They, they think there's this elements of it's they, football manager, right? So we've got a problem there, problem there, problem there, problem there. Throw all the money, that's it, job done. Klopp has to do a couple of things, right? In the real world, he has to manage the players that he currently has in his squad. They have to buy into what he's trying to do. They want. They have to play for him. If he's just buying people willy-nilly everywhere, buying better players all over the place, those players aren't going to buy into what he's going to do. So he has to prioritise different areas in the pitch each season. Last season he did in Wijnaldum and Mane and, and Matip, and they made a massive difference to Liverpool. This season, he's looking at bringing in another centre-back and another centre-midfielder and, and, and a wide man. Uh, he is literally building, step-by-step, step, a squad that will, in two, three years, I have no doubt, be competing consistently at the top of the league. It's just going to take us a little bit of time. But at the moment, he's fulfilled the minimum requirement that he set out. He's done it in a style that has got people warming to him. When players were fully fit, it was arguably the best football I've seen us play in, in years. 
So that gives us reason to be excited that this guy's at the helm of our club does, and he's, and he's going to take us on to the next There's the other side of it as well. Sorry, right, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> you had me a hello. <laughs> <laughs> there's the other side of it that's visible as well. And although he haven't happened yet, and I'm sure like Phil is a realist. Dave, I'm not too sure. Me, I'm more of a realist now myself. Jamie's an optimist and Neil... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you are. Depends <laughs> on what day it is, mate. If you look at Van Dyke, if you look at Van Dyke and Kate, can anyone here say that neither of those players don't want to play for club? Well, I can't say they can either. Well, I, could. I think that's probably they what's, definitely do. what's true, the persistence. <laughs> I reckon they definitely both do. They can't call I, me a realist and then turn around and say, say that to me and expect me to turn around and say. No, but I think they definitely both well, do. I think, that's what I, think I think Van Dyke definitely, definitely. Does. I don't know about Coyders. Uh, no, no, I think like Van Dyke has met a man got a stick of rock and everything. Else. He definitely <laughs> yeah, wants yeah, it. He's yeah, taking himself. This fella's definitely on the warler and everything. For us to keep going after these two players, we must have got wind of something that would indicate We've got wind on right here. There he is. Yeah, uh, it is breezy did, and black pill in fairness <laughs> on the big dipper <laughs> whether it's agents talking or the player making noises we have been told or it's been uh, implied that they want to join Liverpool Football Club Van Dijk is now going on strike and he's basically said that he only wants to join Liverpool exclusive so, exclusive yeah. Virgil van Dijk is on strike he's doing a dirty protest with Keita on top yeah, of the Red Bull training building it's dead yeah. two of them are drinking monster monster, monster, monster lamping <laughs> monster, 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 monster you have to laugh this absolutely Soap opera of a chance here in that, don't you? Because that's what it is. Like, you, you actually couldn't write this. We, we went off, couldn't write this. We went off, we went off the, the match. I did want to cover one thing on the match, right? That, that I don't know, has to be much focus on or whatever. But the fact that Carrius played in the final as opposed to Mignolet, the fact that going back to your point where they're being drilled to play very rapid counter attack football, right? Sweeper keeper. Sweeper keeper. Yeah. And it, well, look, he has his deficiencies. He's not as good as Mignolet and Cross. He's whatever, lightning off as well. But he's lightning in yeah. terms of coming out behind him and he's also lightning in terms of distributing the yeah, ball. Yeah, he is, yeah. Now, the one Did thing that, that there was a couple of rugby moments as well. Now, that was the worst thing. <laughs> straight to your, if your man yeah. had a first touch, that With was going to be terrible. It's the microscope again, isn't it? Like, yeah. every, no, keeper, now, every keeper makes mistakes, but we, they don't, we they don't play for Liverpool, so we don't pick up on them. It's, it's weird. You look at how, how much Mignolet in areas improved last season, but there's still something about Carrius that has me warming to him because I think he'd have a bigger impact on gorgeous. how we play. Because he's gorgeous. He's absolutely beautiful. Well, he went yeah. down and bought a bandana the exact same as his. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Are you going to go with the top, like the, the top knot that he had there yeah. as well? Yeah, no way. Yeah. Oh, no, you're too. going on retro Nilo on me. <laughs> you, you didn't have the bandana though. You'd you be like Nilo last year. you like you're going to Wes in 2005. And it was this type of one. That's more Cher Lloyd than fucking Lawrence Carrius. That's his wanking bandana. No, you look like Wow. Do you know you're under siege? He does actually. <laughs> <laughs> when he has done a home as Miss Ghost, we must be heading upstairs for a wank. <laughs> Keep the hair out your eyes so it doesn't get sticky. <laughs> this shit can go anywhere, man. Do you know, do you know what's weird? And, and, like, Phil's not on, Well, yeah, but that's standard Phil. Uh, to go on a bit of a tangent, I think pe- people are making a little bit too This is just my personal opinion now. Uh, open it to the room to attack me if you don't agree. Um, I actually think that people. I don't agree with oh, you. There he is. There he is. <laughs> I actually. All Star says no. I think people are forgetting how good we were when everybody was fully fit last season. I think people are forgetting how good we were. I think <laughs> no, when everybody was fully fit, that we were we were absolutely superb last season. We Correct. were an unbelievable run, right? To that squad, we, Henderson is back and fully fit. Massively important to how we play. Coutinho's fit. Lallana's fit. We've added a left back who can give us proper proper width and delivery. Um, if you look at this team now and you you look at the positions and say, okay, where do we need to strengthen? Centre back for me is the key. Yeah. I would be perfectly happy going into this season if we only signed Van Dijk now. Oh, fuck that! And look at that team. The, the, the problem is the number of games we're going to be playing. Yeah, but if you're looking bollocks. at Mane coming back, Salah. Firmino, a fit storage, a fit Henderson, yeah, but yeah, it's, and Van Dijk marshalling in that defence. Look, look the thing is, and he do, he looks bright. I think is, he could Jay, make an impact. It, oh, you understand what you're saying, but you you said two things there, one after the other: a fit storage and a fit Henderson. Yeah. Two yeah. players that since they've come yeah, into Liverpool if, if haven't really been reliable. No, that's fair. But if you in look, terms if you look of at being storage there. last year, I was quite surprised. They reckoned that he was actually fit for more games for than the game. So yeah. whether Klopp's turned around to him and gone, have a rest this season. Let's get you right for next. If if Sturridge then does appear to be getting injured again, I mean, he looks he looks razor sharp so far, and he's yeah. been taking a full part in pre season. Um, 
if you get a fully fit Daniel Sturridge, many, that's a thirty million striker still, that we brought in. Like 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 we are talking about Klopp and his progression. There's still too many ifs. Yeah, see, I don't think that he's purposely resting him it's to it. save yeah. him. I think he's resting him because he's made of crisps and yeah. he knows that he's going to break. Made of fairly just. Yeah. But all he said to the sports science team, make him okay. Take him out of the spotlight and make him okay right. next season. Build Hold him up, do whatever you need to do. I love the idea of a sports science team. Captain know? America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like in a, what a scientist calls, except they have the crest on them and all that. Well, who are you, a sports scientist? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like your man Beaker. <laughs> <laughs> except the Liverpool jersey on him. Robin the fucking living. But, but if we do get Daniel Sturridge back firing and we're able to keep Henderson fit, they are two players that are going to make a massive difference. Man, but that massive be ifs. Here. Do you agree that that massive ifs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And that's the, because we haven't got anything else to go off and we've yeah. only you really small hands. Yeah, really small, mate. That's creeping me fucking out now, man. I'd say I love you. I've got a bit of an issue. Yeah, they're mental, mate. Well, so I'm going bald. No, it's a good job I've got a massive cock in there. No, you have two small hands. Your cock is tiny. Yeah, yeah, That is not true. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so. And he's in really big balls, too. Yeah, thank you for that, Neil. How about I mean? Um, it's a good job I'm not going to get a complex coming out of yeah, this man. place, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tiny balls, which makes you really look bigger. You've got tiny balls? Yeah. You've been getting a fair bit recently, Big Neil? Exactly. Can we go back to talking about anyway, sports scientists, this place? <laughs> yeah. Remember my bigger If we are able to get Daniel Sturridge fit, that's a 30 million striker that we brought in. Mane's back fit. That makes a massive difference, and he's going to be there for the season. Like, yeah, but in, an, in an ideal world, these players are fit for 90% of the season. That doesn't work like that, especially when you're playing more games. We need a big squad, Jay. Agreed, but then, And just to say, you'd be delighted. Sweat. We'd be happy if we, if we just got Van Dijk. That's fucking mad, man. Yeah, but that's, but that's Van Dijk. That's Robinson. That's Solanke, who's another body. That's yeah, Henderson's but, fit. That's Mane's back. That's Salah. Yeah, but the, that's the, a lot of players on top of It's three new signings, though. It's true. We need we need it for But storage in a way is a new signing. We do. Yeah, we he? do. Yeah, but storage yeah. in a way is a new signing, no? And then you look at Trent. That's another body that realistically can come look, into this side I'll, and make I'll, a difference. I'll, I'll go out saying. I'll go as far as saying. If you got Van Dijk, I wouldn't give a bollocks about not getting Kade. Whereas if you got Kade and didn't get Van Dijk, I'd probably be a bit pissed off. Well, we need a centre half. Yeah. So let me so, throw it at you. And the If we get Van Dijk and Chamberlain, how do you feel? Oh, we need. I still feel we need one more. Really? Honestly, I really do. In what position, though? Any, just somewhere. A body. Just a body. Yeah, but just if you look body. at... And, that, look and, that's, at... and that's where I've seen, and we can forget about Chamberlain now, because that's completely died. But that, that looks like it's not going to happen, dead in the water. But the, the thing is with Chamberlain, and why I thought it made sense was, he can play wing back. forward, he can play in the middle, and he can play wing back. And that's what I mean about having more bodies there. Like, just to say, if you just get Van Dijk, that's just fucking taking it because Milner's it's been dragged out. If we, had assigned, if we had assigned Van Dijk before all the show happened and nobody after that, you'd be fuming. It's just because it's dragged out and it's felt like it's been taken away from us and that we were required to get him. It felt like a, a real fucking a catch. But we need, we need bodies. We need squad depth. I'm and that's what killed us last year. Thing now. At the start, I was very like, oh, I don't know about Van Dijk's a lot of money. But then like, who, who are the other top centre-backs? There's no one. No, there's no And you've got to remember, mate, as well. As well. I agree with you there, mate, because we're not saving it for fucking Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? They spend a fucking few. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, definitely. And if, and if you want them any 70 minutes, just spend 100. What's I, I the fucking difference? Yeah, exactly, as well, yeah. about Liverpool and, and centre-backs, Phil alluded to it before, is our system, there's not many centre-backs that can come into our system and, and play to a, to, to a top level. Whereas Van Dijk has the traits, i.e., He's unbelievably rapid in one, uh, 1v1s. So if teams do clip a ball down the flanks or get him behind, you'd be very confident that he'd be able to recover. He's dominant. Dominant in and the And it air, can be so far. Very comfortable on the ball. Yeah. So if you get him exposed, he's going to be perfectly fine if it's, if it's 1v1. So if he has the traits that you need to slot right into our team now, pay the fucking money and move on to the next player. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that said, if that, just to go back to the point about the, the size of the squad, if you're looking at a, a starting eleven, right, of uh, let's say Klein, uh, Milner, Van Dijk, Matip, then you're going to have it could be anyone, right? But we'll just go Henderson, uh, Henderson, Lallana, Coutinho is a three, yeah. and then you have Salah, Firmino, and Mane, right? Well, for me, for me, the idea of just the best 11 is... Oh, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, because your yeah, best 11, but it I'm depends just, on who you're playing. I, I, Do you know I agree what I mean? completely. Your yeah, best 11 should be different most weeks because... I'm just, I'm just doing it to highlight... I totally agree. I'm just doing it to highlight the, the depth of quality that we would have. So of those not picked, if we just sign Van Dijk, you're then going to have an Emre Chan, You're going to have Wijnaldum. You're going to have Robinson. 
you can have Lovren. Stick on him, Robin. Yeah, you, 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 like that's a that's that that's a lot of players that you're going to have on the bench, and that's players that are going to miss out on on even getting on the bench. Good players that are going to miss out. So that I just think you bring in two or three more. It's, well, it's how is it going to be good players missing out on the bench? We, we had like massive games last year where we had teenagers making up most of the bench yeah, with just two or three injuries. Like, we yeah, but that's because have... players have, have come back. So, but players have come back fit. We've brought in a couple more. You've got the emergence of people like Trent. So on that team that I just picked there, or that squad, you wouldn't have an Origi even on the bench. You wouldn't have a Trent on the bench. You wouldn't have then a, a Woodburn. These are good quality players that aren't even making the bench. Ben Woodburn <coughs> is not a quality player yet. He's 16 he's, years He's been old. fucking great in pre Yeah, but he hasn't. He's... Well, I think what Dave, saying, I think what Dave is getting at is that he's had no real effect for us. Yeah, like, exactly. In, like, if we have a Champions League game on Wednesday and we're coming into the Sunday, we need to rotate players. I Put it this way. At Chelsea, yeah, like Chelsea yeah, yeah, yeah. City, are you know you're going to be bringing 16, 17 year olds No, but these, I just mentioned that there's somebody that's not even on the bench. So you've from, got a Clavan's not on the bench. Origi's not on the bench. Um, Trent is not on the bench. Them two are shit. But they're not even making the squad. Because they're no good, mate. They shouldn't be making the squad. No, but, but they were starting for us last, last year. They, but they're not. That's my point. They're not Shit, making that. the squad in the, in the squad that I've just given them. Yeah. They're not making the squad. No, but they were it. starting for us last so, year. So Jay, your whole point is the crap players aren't going to play this season. Yeah. yeah. If we only bring <laughs> nice one, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a guy, lads. They're all wankers. That that is true. That's the truest thing of the whole thing. Um, look. There's been lots of talk and lots of things around um, rail seating and, and all that type of stuff in Anfield. I want, I want to put my position forward here clearly, right? Um, one, I think every ground in England should have rail seating in it, right? I think safe standing should be brought back in. I, I think going to a football match, if you've gone to a football match where you've stood and you've gone to a match where you've sat, you'll know that the atmosphere is about 10,000 times better than it yeah. is sitting yeah. down, right? It's just, it's just much more atmospheric. It's a different it's, experience. Yeah, it's, it's, you feel much part, part of the game and it's more... It, it, it's more conducive to jumping around and singing and, and, and that type of stuff that you want in the And it looks great, is it? When it comes to Anfield, I know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of the issues because of Hillsborough and everything like that. But like, as far as I'm concerned, with, with the Hillsborough thing, um, that was poor policing. Now, listen to me, Neil. The, the, and this is where I stand on it. The, the, the whole the disaster was caused by poor policing, right? Yeah, man. A ground that didn't have a safety certificate and where, where a semi-final should never have been held, right? And also, it was, just, it was a cover-up at the end of the day, yeah. right? It was the pen system that the English government had put into place around football grounds yeah. that created pens in the first instance. The pens are gone, right? The yeah. rail seat is safe. The way s- they do it is safe. Yeah. And it brings and atmospheres back into the ground. Safe, and it's yeah. proven to be safe. So f- from a safety, yeah, that, that, that should allow people's fears. And you know, the, the club are going about it the right way. They've engaged the spirit of Shankly. They're doing a poll and they're, they're engaging it the right way. But that, that's my own personal point of view. I want to see it brought back. The other, bit, the other bit that I want all to see happen is if they do decide to go with it, right? I want everyone that has a season ticket in the cup ripped up, right? I want them to go to the lads to go to the away games. I'm not saying that you, you lose your season ticket, right? I want them to go to the, away, to the lads who go to the away games. And I know people say the it's a click. The lads are going to generate atmosphere, basically, as well. No, yeah. Youngsters I, I, as well. I know they say it's a click and all that type of stuff, but I don't care. Those it's, lads that go fine. to the away games make huge noise, make huge sounds, and make a great spectacle. And, and people are always going on about how amazing the travelling the, the, the cup is and the whole lot. Grant, I want that travelling cup behind the goal in the cup. Yeah, right? man. I don't care. I, look, and I'm a day tripper, and you, Neil, you are, and we all are, right? And I go to Anfield for the spectacle. I don't go to look at the cup, be quiet for 70 minutes of the game and sing You Never Walk Alone twice and the Stevie Gerrard oh, song. I think, I think, I think right? Right? I'll be honest with you. Or when my young lad was shouting that, lad's giving him a look. Yeah, because he was shouting. Yeah, I think the biggest. I want, I want the travelling cup behind the goal. I want. You want travellers in Anfield? I, no. <laughs> the, the biggest. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what I want is I want that noise. I want that spectacle. I want what the cup is renowned for is that noise and the say and the singing. Yeah. There's always quiet spells in games, no matter what part of Europe in this always. But what they do is they put their ultras behind their home goal. Yeah, man. They put the ultras behind the home goal, and that's where it is. And if you have a seat in the cup, you say, "Look, here's." the situation we are building an ultra section the cop is going to be the ultras stand right and the part behind the goal is we know you've had that seat for years but unfortunately the seat's going to move now if you don't like it that's an unfortunate thing but we are giving it a seat but in another part of the, the ground the very same thing happened when the cop was seated the people had the same place they stood yeah. every week and then no your, your seat is up on the, yeah. up I think that's corner, the biggest so. obstacle I was going to be tussling with the, those people who are in those seats that will be 
could be used for the railing system. Mm. And I think that's the only obstacle. I think once they talk them around to, like you said, giving up their season tickets and offering them something else, like an incentive or something, once we get that sorted. You're inside Jay here, be valuable. Yeah, there, is, being a there is something in what Phil said there about the away support, because I actually, me and all the lads used to uh, prefer to go to the away games rather than the home games over the last couple of years when I was still at home. And like I remember one game in particular, we went away to Stoke at the Britannia Stadium, and I think we had Kiri Agos playing centre back, Lucas Laver in midfield. It was a nil-nil drab game, but it was one of the best atmospheres behind the goal because the club needed us. And I remember they walked off at half time, and the the, fa- the at Stoke you have to walk past the away fans, mm. and they all applauded us, and we were cheering them off the pitch. You wouldn't get that at Anfield now. You get moans and groans, and you can see Klopp looking around the stadium when the team needs the fans, and the fans aren't there. So any mechanism that can create an atmosphere in Anfield, give youngsters a chance to get in the ground and make a noise and experience and build Anfield back to what it used to be yep. is is definitely a positive in my book. I think the you know the issues around the past, Phil said it perfectly, there was mass failings in the in the um uh, Hillsborough case, particularly around Penn's gross negligence. I'm, I'm not going to go down that route now. You wouldn't have those existing in today today's game. One thing I will say is a lot of people in the cop stand as it is. Yeah. And if you actually stand in the cop, it's dangerous because there's not much room to actually yeah, stand up. Yeah, you're standing up. on six yeah. inches, mate. Yeah. a bit of a risk yeah. to yeah. fall over in front of the seat. And, and somebody in front of you. So you'd actually be more safe if you're going to stand like people are now, where you have the facilities to do so. You look at the impact that it's had at Celtic. Which is one of the most boisterous stadiums in the world. Prior, prior to the rail stand, one of the most boisterous stadiums I've ever been in. And probably the best atmosphere I've ever experienced in a football match was Celtic and Rangers. And that was all seating at the time. And it was fairly boisterous. And the fact that it's succeeded there means it can succeed anywhere. But it had dropped off, I think, over the last few years, Celtic. The league had become a bit of a non-event, I think, after Rangers had dropped off. But even if, you look, if you're looking at Celtic games on the telly, this sounds like real fucking hypocritical because you're not at the game. But if you look at that corner in Celtic Park, it's hopping. It's it looks fucking yeah. deadly, it's doesn't it? Rocking. Doesn't it look it deadly? Does. And imagine yeah. that behind the goalie. But and, and I don't go to football matches. Everybody goes for different things. I don't go to football matches to be quiet. That's my release. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? When, should, when I'm at home, yeah. I'm a fucking dad, or I'm at work, I'm doing work shit, or whatever. You're always being something in each role of your life. When I go to football, I want to shout me fucking bollocks. I don't want to sound like an elf later. I see these fucking things. Yeah. That's a big part as well. For the listeners, that people would be on their phones and the watchers or whatever. Well, the camp because people, the camera's broken at this people, stage, so. people on their phones. <laughs> it's not broken. It's just people uh, on their phones is yeah, fucking it's massive. Problem. It's, yeah. it's a massive problem. <laughs> it's it's bad. Yeah. So come here. Well, then, right the first, at the the rail, standing or seating, whatever way you want to phrase it. What is what's going to prevent it from happening? Again, because it's, I can't think of no, a good reason for it not no, to happen. No, again, it's down to the clubs, right? And, and listen, at the, Liverpool are going to be more conscientious of the decision that they make on this, right? Because of everything that's gone on in well, the past. Well, the thing is, if Liverpool do it, everybody's going to say, it's okay for them, we're going to do it too. They're going to lead the charge. I would have thought, you'll see it proliferating all over the place soon as Liverpool Or it will work the opposite way around. What will happen is, if Liverpool don't do it, right, and other stands and other grounds do do it, right, then they eventually will do it when they see that it works and it works safely and the, and the families and, and, and the people who wouldn't be keen on seeing that happen in Anfield then come around to the audience and say, actually, this is a good thing for the ground. It's a good thing for Liverpool Football Club and it's good to see that atmosphere come back to Anfield because what, what, what nobody wants is to see that there's, you know, this, this, this wonderful atmosphere going on all the grounds and because Liverpool stay, sort of stay out of that pool that you don't get the same atmosphere in Anfield. But it will only happen, and I'll go back to it, it will only happen if the club also facilitate the people who make noise at matches being yeah. in one area in the ground. Yeah. You cannot create an atmosphere by dispersing friends and dispersing groups yeah, and man. the whole lot. You need yeah. to, you, they need to look at that part bigger. Mm-hmm. And I know FSG have tried to wrestle with the tickets and the pricing and all that type of stuff, but there is a bigger sell for them here. If they can turn the cop into a huge cauldron of noise again, yeah, right? right? And I'm talking about the cauldron of noise that we see before the United games, before the Merseyside Derby game. games, before the big games. And, I, and, and, and I've, I've criticised this on the pod. Before the big games, the cop is rocking. When we were on run-ins and title challenges, the cop was rocking. Oh, right? The Dortmund game, yeah. it was rocking. What Rapples. we need to see is to get those groups, get the, the travelling cop, get, make the travelling cop the cop. It's you know, not... It's a, sorry, Phil, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, like, I think Liverpool also suffer from this. I don't know. It's hard to phrase this. People will probably fucking kick off, but everything's wool. 
Have you noticed, like, if the yeah. club try to do something new or embrace something new or try and generate an atmosphere, um, at well, like, yeah, well, no, yeah, we don't man, do that. Yeah. We don't do that. It's like we're stuck in outsiders. The past. I made feel alien. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think there's a very fine line between in, uh, remembering your history, which I, you know, I, I don't want us to lose our identity, but also catching up a little bit because mm-hmm. I think we fell a little bit behind. The club we, is still playing catch up. Yeah. The fans need to play catch up to the reality that is modern day football, yeah. and in that, even England needs to catch up. Look at Germany. And I'll say it all the time. I've been to games in Germany, and I'm oh my god, it's noise for ninety minutes, yeah. right? And people say it's it's and it's not fabricated noise because of what they do. The the back end, the goal behind the home fans is where all the young people do you think congregate. That's it's a, is, do you think that's down to simply pricing in the every one? No, can no, no, no. That it's accessible. Jamie, no. Jamie, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. I don't think tickets but, to Liverpool but, are that accessible. It's anymore. segregating. Um, yeah, it's segregating your. The, the most like fucking the busiest part of your support in one place where the one noise will resonate throughout right. the whole like, round mm-hmm. again one of the things is the, the ticket prices in Germany range the people who are getting the cheap tickets are the ones again who are season ticket holders for that end of the ground and they're, they're incentivized because they know who they're selling to yeah. they know if I'm going to the, if, if you're going to the travelling cop right say, say you go to them Say, say we've 8,000. We, we say there's, we know that there's 2,000 to go to these games. We know there's another 4,000 who are mad to get out and, and travel anyway and don't go to the games, but they're with the travelling cop to make the noise on the way to the games, right? And that becomes your cop, right? So the incentivise it for them to go in there and bring that atmosphere into the ground because that atmosphere becomes contagious and everyone joins in. And the other three sides of the ground won't do for 90 minutes, but that section does and that whole sand does. And you look at the yellow wall, you look at the boy arena, you look at, you look at the Leverkusen's ground, you look at Schalke, right? And you look at the noise that's generated. Like the, I think Ingolstadt might have been one of the, the noisiest grounds when they're in, in, in the Bundesliga as well. And you look at the, the smaller clubs that come up and the noise that their fans generate because they just do it right. And I'm not saying that things can't be, that it can't be done. It can, but it's going to take the club to make that decision. It's going to, it's going to need a hard decision by the club. And I think for all... They're going to need to knock a few noses out of joint. They're yeah. going to have to knock noses out of joint. But the people whose noses they're going to knock out of joint are not the people who are going to make noise in the ground. Yeah, they're the people point. who aren't making noise in the ground. The only noise they're making in the ground is the ones that moan when Carrius hits a, a miscued pass or Milner falls over for the 950th time and, hit, and his cross hits the first defender. You know, it's, it, that's who they're going to knock the noise out of joint. Because if you turn around and you say to the younger fans, we are giving you the cop. If you want to go into the cop, it's yours now. We want to go in the cop. You are going to have to be the noisiest person in this ground, right? And here's here's what we're doing. And because of that, see around the rest of the ground, it's going to piss people off. But there's twenty thousand on a waiting list. We're going to bump up a ticket price. This is now people aren't going to like this, right? But we're going to bump it up because we're going to cover the incentivization of putting a young noisy support into that cop, right? Mm. And. That will bring an atmosphere back and it will give you a 90 minute atmosphere and it changes the complexion of that thing. And if they're, if they're going to extend the Annie Road stand, you get the same people who are missing out back into the ground. You get the revenues in, you don't harm your revenue base and you can still push on. But ultimately, and you know, I can see what's going to happen. I can see the, 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 the negative comments. What do you use now? You're not there. You don't live in the city. It's not your city. It's not your... Well, I'm sorry. It's my fucking club as much as it's your club. Yeah, I've been exactly. supporting it for the same amount of time as you have. I've been to Anfield. I've sat there. And I've sat there disappointed as fuck that the cop has been quiet. I've sat there in Stoke games, bored off me bin, hoping that something to kick off and thing. And if you stand up... Some, I've, I've seen people stand up to try to sing songs and, that aren't up in the singing section of the cop. And people looking at them like they've got two heads. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when we went... The last Stoke game I was at was getting shouted at by the Stoke fans for trying to sing a song. Yeah. Like, really? I was there on my own in the stand trying to start something. Was that the four-one this season? No, the season was, just gone. No, it was the two. It was the one-nil when Brendan Rodgers. I've been over an age. Sturridge, yeah, yeah. Sturridge. Sturridge got was that, yeah. yeah, it was weird because I, I went to the Stoke game the season just gone, and as I said, like I'm ridiculously vocal when I go to the game. It was the noise was actually coming more from the main stand. There was actually more pockets of people wanting to sing in the main stand that were. And I was stu- stood up looking around at the cop, and I'm thinking. Why is nobody? Why is nobody singing? I, I I don't get it. And this was at a point when the team were two two one three one up, and there was still nothing. It was kind of like they just expected to see results. They didn't come to enjoy themselves. It's like this really. I was entitled... at the I was at the Watford last year six one when we played some of the best football mm. of the and the atmosphere was shy. And I, I don't. I'm not 
I don't fucking take any pride in saying that. The but atmosphere you know was geek. After every goal, it was a Liverpool. You know the for about 10 seconds, and that was it. There was no fucking Porsche girls at Tommy ringing around the whole ground. You know we, were really we were blowing this team off the pack. Yeah. And it was just, we won 6 1, but I left the game saying, like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, Do you know what I find uh, ironic about it all, right? Do you, I, all, any of those people who are in the stadium watching the match that are real quiet and don't say boo for the 90 minutes, I know for a fact when they're at home watching Liverpool on the telly, the fucking roaring at the telly. Hmm. And Evan, I know I do it to start the second. And come on, Liverpool, for fuck's yeah. sake. And I know all of them people do it too. But there seems to be this culture that exists in Anfield. You can't say it when you're in there because. Because I will. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. See, and like. I don't get that, mate. It's real alien and it's real, <coughs> it's a real disconnect then between the supporters, which is very hard I, for me I, to understand. I think that's. Uh, it's, you've nailed it there this disconnect with the, with the club and the supporters at the moment and it seems to be widening but what I would say is I've been impressed with the steps that the club have taken of late to try and address that so Tony Barrett's coming well, in that's, that's hear, only look at, the, look at the noise that's, that's did what you, I wanted did to you hear the on. noise yeah. in Hong Kong yeah. did you hear them in Hong Kong yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking because uh, they're all in one it's all one they were all obviously Nate Banners they were there 95% of them Banners was deadly wasn't yeah. it yeah. Absolutely you know what I mean and the noise they generated do you know what I mean so it's not that the, the tourists going to the game can't make noise because if you look at fucking that game the other day and the game in Sydney as well like these are the, these lads need to yeah that wall but like we, we take for granted that we can travel on a flight to Liverpool for a half an hour people go from Malaysia news flash build have reported oh fuck off. Oh, yes. brackets build oh, Jesus Liverpool have submitted an 83 million euro bid for Kieta and not Griezmann. So it's on the oh, balls on the table. I love it when Liverpool put the balls on the table. Come on, the it's Reds. Not it's going to be a dress. No, hang on. on. Let's yeah. Hang on. I want to see the translation because I'm sure at some point it's, it's going broken. to say, in brackets, Grizz. Go on, the Grizz. Go on, the Grizz. Tell you what. I'm excited. It's not true, Jay. Say what you want. not bid that. It's not at all. Why are you 83? Stop, lad. Stop ruining me fucking bubble. We're going to sign him. We're going to win the league. What happened was they saw him do that. Jay, get your cock out. Jay, Jay, get your Jay, get your cock out of your hand. 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 Jay, get your cock out of you just you did. Did you I just tell people that would be doing that? The cats out the back. What the tours and podcast? Yeah, we've been we've been feeding them in dribs and drabs. So we had the website. So right, well, be, we had be, Steve be, Tuesday. There's more breaking news. Din din din. Brackets build. So tonight on build, it's saying schnell unfuvpillen in a college and a tours tonight Euro trash show that will be starting for the start of the season. The day trippers are going with three shows. Three, three, not one, not two, yeah. but three Fucking shows a week, it, mate. right? Three, three shows number. a week. What was the three is the magic number? The tours the show will be a little bit shorter because I'm not on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was the hashtag earlier? Revenge and tackle. What? Oh, <laughs> that was fucking great. Revenge and foul. Revenge and foul. Revenge and foul. That's a very bad tackle on someone who's tackled you. Revenge and foul. German is a great as a great language for football. It has, yeah, it's, it's there's, there's there's lots of brilliant. Yeah, I love that word Schadenfreude. It's just deadly, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's, 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 it's a great like language. Schnell. It'd be better if, if we all spoke German instead of English. Ah oh, well, it nearly happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you were away, all the singing section would be speaking German. I know, yeah. Be great. Could you imagine? Uh, then again, they no, no Neil, no, no. <laughs> Is that not part? No, 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 no. Schnell, Schnell. Don't say it again. Very well behaved. Taking you have, you have. I'm <laughs> impressed. One thing I need you. Right, so trippers chats. Normally, it's me talking absolute shite, but since I haven't bothered looking at the Twitter feed and also the Facebook feed, and by the way, if you're on there, it's Facebook forward slash LFC Day Trippers. Isn't that right, Jamie? That's you're right. running that as well. Yeah. And Instagram, it's LFC Day Trippers forward slash no Instagram forward slash LFC Day Trippers. Day Strippers, Day Trippers. That's the the Pornbot account is Day Strippers. John <laughs> is running that. Hedge. Hedge to all you guys out there on the Day Strippers account. Um, and we've also got the YouTube channels up, so go and subscribe to that because that will have the video things once we figure out all the technical things. That's why it's taken us a while to do and, and do our business. So much going on. It's so much going on. And look, if all those sites are a bit much, it's all right. Because you can find them all in one handy spot. Really? There that he is. is. Look at that. that and, and that is the www. 
lfcdt.com we've even shortened the LFC day trippers down to lfcdt so as you can spell it out stick it up on it and stick the hide button on it for your work there's lots yeah, of stuff on there is that available on the internet it is it's all available cool. on the Carry internet on. And, if, and if you're Syria Syria will definitely find you oh yeah maybe not Syria yeah, but Syria. 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 oh okay to your iPhone yeah. Yeah, into your iPhone or Cortana if you happen to have a Windows phone <laughs> some people have that shit I don't know yeah. if you happen to be that unlucky yeah. Yeah. Cortana if you've, if you've no mates Cortana if, <laughs> if, if, if you've an Amazon Echo if maybe you live in the States or something you can echo it as well I was and, just about to uh, do an Australian accent there for some reason well, yeah. you say if you live in the States you're going to go oh yeah and I, <laughs> g'day <laughs> g'day from <laughs> Texas <laughs> oh yeah Right, so Trippers Chats, Phil. Yes. Here a couple, right? The first one is from... This is your test as a host. Come on, Jay. You okay. have to learn how to talk to Mike Kirby, and read. Right? Okay. And he asks on the Twitter, if you could have any exotic animal as a pet, what would it be and why? We've been asked this question a couple Many of times. times. Many times, yeah. And, and every time I roll back to it, I myself would probably now, at this point in my life, go for an exotic pet. I think I'd go with a honey bear. Mm. Any particular reason why, Phil? Well, if you need honey, they're going to have honey bear. You're going to have heaps of it. Going to have heaps of it. Do you like honey? Fella calls around to your gaff, and there's a giant bear in the corner. He's not going to mess around. You can say anything you want. Shawnee? Have to be a toy girl, wouldn't it? Mike Tyson style? Yeah, definitely. On a big chain out the back. Everyone wants these exotic animals. Like, someone I just... I don't want an exotic animal. I don't even want a fucking dog. But that's the question. You know what I mean? I can't even remember to brush my teeth some mornings. How am I going to remember to feed a tiger? Well, unless if you don't, unless I'm the male. I'll put it this way: if you don't, you'll soon find out. Yeah. Dave, what about you, lad? Probably a panda. Any particular reason? Just handy, like leave it around. Yeah, <laughs> the one thing, the one thing about a panda is right that they've pretty much got no energy. Yeah. Right, so they're not going to attack you. Are they lazy? But no, the, they won't even ride each other. <laughs> it's true. What? It's true. They don't bank. That's why they don't help Hang on, pandas hang on. don't bank. Hang on. Here's a, here's some scientific facts for the people out there. Right, the problem is with the pandas is they're joint. Right, they, this this is it, it's it, they're a pro, they're they're victims of their own diet. So they only eat bamboo leaves. Right, which are low in calories. Which is cold to be living from Which is which is. Which is low in calorific content. So do you see that mass? A huge animals who live on bamboo but can't move and can't do too much because the bamboo doesn't give them enough calorific content to give them the energy to get around. But their dietary system can only ingest and digest. You surprise bamboo. me every day with the amount of useless information that it's you why, are it's, able to it's pull why, on. It's why the gestation period for your average panda, I think, is four years. You just make that all up? No. No. It's pretty impressive to be built. Honest. You know, Bal- Balotelli tell me. Right. Next question. Right. So he knows all about pandas. He loves them. <laughs> His agents were out in Hong Kong during yeah. the week. <laughs> we have Carlo Donovan on the Twitter who says, "If you were to get a bag of cans, what cans would be in ah, said hey, bag?" Like, tell you what they wouldn't see, be. See, see the question there. I tell the you what they wouldn't be. A bag of cans, right? I when I was young, growing up, a bag of cans. Didn't matter fuck what cans were in it. Once there was a bag and they were full of cans. Like a pig and mix. My mum used to say to me, my used to call me near a bag of cans grey. Because you're like, I'm going to get a bag of cans, man. Come on, be a bag of cans. I don't fucking care, man. I actually have to get nappies on the way home. Not for me now. For the baby. It wouldn't be cans of Red Bull anyway. Fiddy wings. Monster. Tim Tim asks, what fillings do you get in your chicken fillet rolls, lads? Well, one, I don't buy chicken for the most. No, either do I. Well, I don't eat bread, mate. Depends no, it's on a... whether it's a hangover one or a, Ooh, that's a, key, or, that's a good or work chat. one. If it's a hangover one, I'd probably get butter and... Some chicken. Yeah. That's yeah. an exotic maybe roll. Some, maybe yeah. some lettuce. I wouldn't be feeling <laughs> I was a expect- I'm a little bit disappointed there. I was expecting I was, a little bit more. If then. it was lunchtime, I'd probably get, you know, coleslaw. How, you, you'll, agree, you'll agree with me on this. Go Forget on. the chicken fillet roll, lads. If you want to get the best chicken sandwich around, go to Junior's. Correct. Down on Bath Avenue, oh, right? What a show. The chicken fillet sandwich, right, that they have is it's immense. Down and down near the down, Yeah, down wow, beside the Aviva. Junior's. Spot. Half the Irish rugby team do, and the Leinster team, and the whole lot, they all launch there as well. And it looks great on Instagram if oh, you want to take a snap. Yes, it's immense. It? Juniors, it's on Bath Avenue. It's, it's, just, behind, it's just behind Slattery's. This is Juniors on Bath Avenue, Phil. Juniors on Bath Avenue. They do, uh, they do look at Juniors. spicy chicken Juniors sandwich. And, and I also want to recommend Polly's Pizza, which is actually its Around sister restaurant, which is just across from it. It's a lovely spot as well. Yeah, Sponsor of the pod there. This no, isn't Love in Dublin, I promise. <laughs> this is LFC Day Trip. Are we going risque? Come on, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Milo's in, so we Come on, come on, come on. I seriously have to get nappy. Because okay, right, I need nappies for the baby, one, right? And this is from the Hippoclopamus oh. on the Twitter. Oh. Long time who asks, If you could be a woman for twenty-four hours, what would you do? 
Do you know what a fascinating... Well, actually, no, I'm going to go. I want to be a woman, Phil. It's all revealing itself now, mate. I was sitting there in the car the other day. I was just down... Oh, do you know I'd what? love a pair of tits. No. Well, <laughs> I've had them. In the car? I've lost them. I got them back again. They, um, no, I'd love to be out, like, just make-up. No. Whoa. For the day, you know, man, that sounds like so you did that though me. randomly on remember on WhatsApp yeah, yeah, day, sent us fucking Captain Jack Sparrow with all his eye makeup on <laughs> the eyeliner. Yeah, 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 good looking board. What? Am I? No, if you were to be a twenty, be able to board for twenty four hours. Uh, does it make a difference? Yeah, because answer? if I was a good looking board, I just you knock do. around to one of my mates' gaps and let them knock spots at me for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, just like, which one of your friends would you like to present to? I'd rock up the coppers, <laughs> I'd rock up the coppers, I'd pick the hunt in the fucking longest <laughs> boot cut jeans and the monster jersey, and I'd play and pay for room in the fucking Abbey Card Hotel up the road. That's just being a hero. Fishnets and a pair of high heels. Why not be safer bet to just do it to yourself rather than letting some guy in a GAA top fucking ride you? Yeah, but look. He, then I he think women are making it, someone happy. Women it's have to, can have the crack with clothes and everything like that, and <laughs> people are less judgmental. <laughs> Say that again, Phil. Women can have the, have the crack with clothes and stuff, and wear mad things, and people are You're less judgmental. You're still on the, the, the fashion. I'm just saying it. <laughs> I just like think that, that it's all right. They can wear whatever they want on their head. Nobody pays any attention. Like go to a festival, they basically just go on a. Do bikini you want us to comment on your headband? Is that no, what this is? no. I'm just saying to go on a bikini top and a pair, a pair of shorts. I'm going to paraphrase if what bloke... has just been said there. Phil wants to wear makeup and Shawnee wants cock. <laughs> <laughs> basically, because they said, "What woman do you want to be?" Shawnee just said, "I want a male fella to ride me." And you never said, "What woman do you want to be?" You said, "I didn't I say want, male." I just want to wear makeup. I didn't say male. If you could, no. If you could be a woman, what would you get? Male on that chicken. Do you know what I mean? You may as well get it in your fucking, you know your way. You know what I mean? Just take it yeah. where they go. <laughs> right, so that's a wrap. So, so that was the podcast. There's a bit of video stuff. Uh, apologies, we don't have the whole thing on video this weekend, but um, we ran out of disk space. So this is it's all a learning process for us at the moment. So you just have to bear with us while we figure it all out. Um, as it was, so big thanks as ever to Yashville Park for letting us film here. And um, big thanks to our sponsors. Who's our sponsor this week? Church of Ireland, they're always great lads to do it. And also uh, Juniors and Polly's Pizza uh, throws a few bit of free food. And oh, by the way, uh, Boojum, you need to up your standards. They're nowhere near as good as Pablo Picante's. The, the, heat, the heat level in the breed that was just isn't good enough, right? Well, up your game, up your game, just had to say it, right? So, uh, big thanks for joining us in here tonight was, of course, Dave Hartry, Sean Lawson, Neil Gray, and Jamie Home, who has had to run home because his missus is locked out of his gaff at the moment. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! You think I put that on the pod now, Jamie? I bet you won't run off the next time you leave her standing outside, won't you? You will, yeah. <laughs> so, for me, for Casey, until next week, good night and God bless. Starty, all right. Starty there, Niji. Listen, boys, all right? There's only one podcast to listen to, yeah? And that's a Liverpool one, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the day trippers, yeah? I told Trish already, right? We can't make it out for the fucking match because it's the young fella's birthday, all right? <laughs> Johnny! All <laughs> right. Who's that meant to be again? Steadly, <laughs> Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green today. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or calls.com for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.